Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm helping you navigate your sex, dating, and relationship questions. Topics include the secret for women to get out of your head and into your body during sex, how to get back into the dating game after divorce, what to do when your kinks don't match up, and how to get your partner to tie you up. All this and more. Thanks for listening. You know what's better than hot, sweaty summer sex? Jumping in the shower together and continuing the fun as you clean up. I know what you're thinking. Shower sex sounds good in theory, but you need the balance of an Olympic gymnast to get the job done. Wrong. My friends at Sports Sheets have solved everything with their sex in the shower collection. I'm obsessed. It all starts with their suction mount handles, foot rests, and restraints. You just suction them to your shower wall and you hang on. No more acrobatics, no more crashing on the floor. While you're in there, grab Sports Sheets Waterproof Massager or my absolute favorite, the Vibrating Mesh Sponge. Yep, it's like your normal loofah, but has a vibrator tucked into it. Can you say genius? It is so cool. To see all this and more, check out the Sex in the Shower line at sportsheets.com slash Emily or click on the Sports Sheets banner on my site. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com and you can easily subscribe there. You can review us on iTunes. You can follow us on all of our social media, which I love. You know, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and Snapchat and all that. It's at Sex with Emily. And it's been awesome, you guys, hearing from you in all these places. And I... I've been answering all your snaps, which is really cool, you guys, and your Instagram stories if you send me stuff. But the deal is when you send me questions, I think I mentioned this last week on Snapchat, it's easier to go to the website because then I save your question and then I might not get back to it. And then I try to get back to it or it's too, there's not enough space there for me to really think about it. So what I'm going to encourage you guys to, to do is this. So you know how I answer your emails on the show and then recently we've been taking your calls, which is awesome. And what I thought about was that I was thinking this morning, I was actually going for a run and I was thinking about the show and I was like, you know what? I I really love talking to you guys and, and doing the call shows. And I thought, well, maybe, you know, people aren't really getting like how easy it is or how it can really help you as well when you call in. So here's how it works. So when you send me a question, you guys know you go to the website and you click on the Ask Emily tab and then you send in your question. But now, you know, the last few months, there's been a box you can indicate, I don't know, how long have we doing this? Like a year, maybe, no, six months to call in? A while now. And you click a box that says, yes, I'd like to be called. And that just indicates that, you know, instead of us reading your email, you want to be called. And so we contact you, like my producer will contact you, and then you'll set up a two-hour window that works with your schedule. And at some point in that, you know, it will have like a 20-minute, 15-minute conversation. But the reason why I like that is because I happen to be really good when I get you on the phone, I feel like we can get to the heart of whatever your question is because the email sometimes, like, you know, I'm not getting all of that information that I need. So when you're on the phone, I feel like, bam, I can like solve those things for you. We can get into it. It's like a little mini therapy session. When you check the box to be called, you can also remain anonymous. I don't care about your real name. It's cool. 
you know, age is important, location, that's cool. But since our mission is to help educate you, spread the sex positive message, help you communicate, all that stuff, it just, um, I think it helps when people, you know, we get to hear your whole story. So I'm not saying I'm not reading your emails. Oh, but going back to the Snapchat thing, a lot of you are like, this is urgent. I need this answered now. How soon do you get back to me with your emails? And we get hundreds of emails, we do, but not as many emails with the call saying you want to be called. So that's why I thought, you know what? Let me explain to you how easy it is and check that box. And then also, you guys, my new texting process is awesome. It's simple. You text Ask Emily one word to 797979. That's Ask Emily to 797979. So easy. And then you get the then you get the same link that you get when you go on the website to fill out your question. Okay, you guys, that's fun. Help me help you and it'll help everyone else because we all learn from each other's stories. So thanks everyone for being here and for listening to the show and for writing in. So today we'll be answering your emails, but first I've got a little sex in the news for you. You're gonna like this. It's called Why Boredom Can Be a Good Thing. We live in a culture that treats boredom as inevitable in monogamous relationships. I mean, think about it, you guys. I probably wouldn't have a job if you guys weren't always emailing and calling and talking about, you know, why is it getting the sex getting stale in our relationship? How do we spice it up? How do we keep the sex interesting? And, you know, it's going to happen. And that's why I always tell you guys, it's, it doesn't mean that there's like a huge problem and you need to like get divorced or you need to cheat on your spouse. I mean, we all crave newness and excitement and novelty in relationships. We just do. It's going to happen. So prepare for it. But sometimes that boredom just sneaks up on us and we're like, wow, things were so great in the beginning. I remember we used to walk in the door and we'd rip each other's clothes off and now we walk in the door and, you know, make dinner and we're watching TV and we're getting bored. But you guys, the study says here that it actually can be a good thing if you use the boredom to your advantage. It could be a signal that alerts you to the the lack of meaning in your relationship. And boredom can get really kind of irritating, right? You know when something's in your head, it's kind of bothering you, you're tossing it around, you're like, oh, why is this happening? You know, I'm bored, but this isn't interesting. And sure, you could just keep distracting yourself, you know, with porn or your cell phone or Netflix. That's an option. But you could also recognize that boredom as a vehicle for turning towards your partner and saying, you know what? Let's try something new. Let's bring in the novelty to our relationship. But here's the good news, you guys. When you get bored, you can be like, oh, hello, boredom, my old friend. What can we do here with the boredom? Oh, we can get inspired together and be like, you know what? We're bored. And that can actually be the impetus for you to seek change in your relationship. Because at some point in every relationship, you are going to want something you know new and exciting. You're going to want the novelty. It doesn't mean you're going to necessarily want a new partner, but you're going to want to really start paying attention to these things that I always talk about, which is talking to your partner about sex, bringing things into the relationship that are interesting and new, sharing new experiences together, you guys. I mean, couples that play together, stay together. It's summer. You guys go out, you can ride bikes together, you can go rock climbing, you can jump off a cliff, you could just take a walk and discover new parts of your town. Because all these things are new experiences together, which spikes the dopamine and in your brains and connects you and bonds you and then it'll make you want to go home and bang like rabbits. It will, you guys. So notice if you're getting bored, don't beat yourselves up. That happens. Look for some novelty, look for, look for some fun in the relationship and that'll happen, you guys. So there you have it. And my mom used to always say, only boring people get bored. So if that's another inspiration, we can just uh, thank my mother for that. Okay, guys, we got your emails. Thank you so much for writing me. I'm going to give a shout out to my sponsors who are awesome. Thank you so much for supporting them and for supporting the show. And I'll be right back with your emails. 
Looking back, a lot of things changed my life last year, but the biggest impact came from using my intensity as part of my Kegel exercise routine. I've been doing it for over a year now, and the results blew my mind. It is so easy and satisfying to use. It does your Kegel exercises for you automatically. I just lay back and let it do its thing. Besides no longer worrying about accidentally peeing when I sneeze or cough or laugh or send a text, I have kegels of steel and my orgasms are stronger and more intense than ever. The intensity looks like a rabbit vibrator, but it has two pads on the shaft that deliver gentle electrostimulation directly to the pelvic floor muscles, essentially performing an extremely effective Kegel workout. When the creators noticed that the only reported side effect of the intensity was an intense orgasm, they added pulsations and an external stimulator, turning the intensity into an incredible vibrator Kegel exerciser hybrid. I could go on about the intensity, or you can watch the video review I made. Just click on the intensity banner on my website or visit pormois.com slash Emily. That's P-O-U-R-M-O-I dot com slash Emily to learn more today. When it comes to intimacy, a little vibration can go a long way. But when you're with a partner, sometimes a full-size toy can be a little distracting. That's why I love the G-Ring from FT London. The G-Ring is a compact toy that you wear on your finger, and then your finger is enhanced with powerful vibrations. There are pretty much no limitations to what you can do with the G-Ring. You can touch him, touch her, touch yourself. Your finger literally becomes a vibrator. It's totally waterproof and rechargeable and has a variety of vibration patterns. The G-Ring can even be used as a remote control for other FT London toys like the G-Plug. It's so cool. The G-Ring is perfect as a first vibrator or as part of any size collection. To order yours or learn more, click on the FT London banner on my site or visit gvibe.com. Okay, guys, we're on to your emails now. If you have a question that you want me to answer on the show, you know, I didn't mean to say if you guys just email me, that's a problem. I get it. Some people are not comfortable talking. I understand. I'm just trying to encourage you because I, I want to talk to you. But you can always, you know, you go to the sexwithemily.com website via the Ask Emily tab, send me an email. You can also leave me a voicemail, 818-ASK-SWE1. Or like I said, text Ask Emily one word. Someone, someone sent me a snap and said that they couldn't get through. They couldn't do it. And they did ask Emily two words. So it's one word, seven, nine, seven, nine, seven, nine. As always, no matter how you get in touch with me, please include your age, where you live, how you listen to the show and your name. And again, fake your name. Don't fake orgasms. Okay. First email. Hello, Emily. I love the show. Thanks for all the information. My wife is a thinker during sex. She gets wrapped up in her thoughts when we have sex or even when I'm performing oral sex all the time. I tell her that she's beautiful, amazing, and I love her body. I do mean this with my whole heart, but she never believes me. I believe it prevents her from orgasming. No matter how long we engage in sex or no matter what I do to turn her on and try to get her there, is there anything I can do? Any tips you can give her? Ryan, 27, North Carolina. Okay, Ryan, here's the deal. I've read this question. It's so funny. Every time I read it, there's a few more things that jump out of me. At first, I'm thinking... Let me break this down for you. We all get stuck in our heads, but here's an interesting study, you guys, that during sex, there was like an MRI study where they looked at your brain patterns and men, so during sex, they focused most of their active brain regions on the sexual activities. Like they are focusing on the sexual activities and guess what women are focusing on? We've got multiple regions of our brain going off, right? And guess what areas that involve worry, attention to things that we didn't get done during the day, the children, external noise. Our brains are busy and they're not on the activities that they're supposed to be at the moment. So you're not alone, Ryan. There's a lot of women that have these challenges and I know that men have it too. So the first thing I would say is that you absolutely need to eliminate the distractions 
as much as you can in the bedroom, make sure your cell phones aren't in there, you know, make sure that it's a convenient time for her as well, that you're not like, hey, babe, let's go for it now. And she's like, I'm in the middle of doing something. But I'm sure you already worked that stuff out. But if not, just be mindful of that. But also, the fact that you're saying, you know, a lot of this is self-esteem. You're telling her she's beautiful and amazing and you love her body and she doesn't believe you. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, everyone, you got to know this. No matter how many times somebody tells you that you're beautiful and amazing and smart, self-confidence is an inside job. And until we truly, truly work on loving ourselves and cultivating that self-esteem, that confidence, nobody else is going to be able to fill it up for us. And I, and, and it's, it's not, an, it's a lifelong process. It really is, which might sound kind of like a bummer to you all, but really it's the most important work you can do. So Ryan, while you're telling her all these things, you know, you love her body and you sound like, you know, a very caring, wonderful husband. And I love that you're like so thoughtful and caring about your wife, but all that stuff about, you know, I think that's like a separate issue. If you do feel like she's struggling a lot and she doesn't want to go out because she feels fat in her jeans or she feels like she's less than at work or with you, that's a whole nother like subject. Like that's something like, you know, she might have some wounds from childhood. Okay, we all do. Like, raise your hand if you don't have shit in childhood that messed you up. But let's get back to the bedroom and the focus part, okay? Because that seems to be your main question. And the number one thing is really mindfulness. And mindfulness is a huge buzzword, you know. Now I know everything's like mindful sex, mindful eating, you know, mindful exercise, mindful work. But what that really means is just paying attention and being in the moment. And the one thing that helps more than anything at all in the entire world is breathing. And so I would tell your wife is that I think the best thing to do is for her to have a a breathing exercise, like have a breathing practice. And for women, what's been extremely helpful is practice breathing when she's not even with you, even if she wakes up in the morning or you guys could do this together, like a meditation exercise where she just sits there and breathes and she breathes all the way down to her pelvic floor, like into her, like through her stomach all the way down. And that might sound weird to you. Like, I didn't know I could move breath down there. It's really just a matter of feeling and connecting. And you just like, I mean, if she does that five minutes a day and practices that breath, she can also take that into the bedroom. Now she, again, I always like hesitate because I know like it's taken me 20 years to finally get my set meditation practice down. I mean, I've always been aware of it. But there's all these apps right now too that are great for um, mindfulness practice and for breathing. There's one called Headspace. That's a great app. A lot of women also hold their breath during sex because they're nervous or her mind, but I'm telling you, it will help calm her mind. You guys can also practice breathing together. This is kind of like a tantric practice. I don't want to scare you and run away, but, but really there are also apps for that as well. But you guys can just like look into each other's eyes and breathe together because when you're breathing and you're mindful and you're present and you're focused and you're staring into each other's eyes, that's another tip, it will really help her be present and be in the moment with you during sex. So thank you for your question, Ryan. Let me know how it goes. Okay, our next question came in via text. Hey, Emily, I'm so glad I found your podcast. It's quite informative and entertaining. How can an introverted person who hasn't been in a relationship in seven years get back into dating? I've been married twice with my longest relationship being 13 years. I've always had a difficult time talking to women. When I'm at work, it comes a little easier. I've tried and tried to be more outgoing, but with no luck. I'm seeking your advice and creative ways to give dating another go. Thanks, Chris, 49 Central Florida. Okay, Chris, well, I'm so glad that you want to give dating another go. You absolutely should. And, you know, here's the thing about dating. Don't be too hard on yourself because dating is actually a muscle. Like there's a muscle involved in like 
actively like getting out there and talking to people. It's a practice. I know that you said you're trying, but one of the great things that you could try to do is really just talk to everybody. I mean, really people, not people that you're interested in, men, women, when you're out, practice how, you know, observing things going on and talking about things going on in the environment or just saying hello, it's going to get a lot easier over time. And I find it interesting that at work, you're really comfortable with women. And so I'm also wondering, one of the key things um, for introverts is that if you, I think that introverts are really in their heads a lot and you're thinking like, what do I want to say? And how do I talk to someone? If you talk about a subject that you're really interested in and things that you're comfortable with, you're going to feel more comfortable. And so I think that that's something you might want to lead with. Like if if you're observing something or meeting someone, like talk about something that you like. I mean, that you that, that excites you and that'll get you going. And then you'll forget that you're even uncomfortable talking. I promise. So just think of some things that interest you and stick with those. Okay. So here's the thing, Chris, you're made for online dating. I mean, introverts, you can sit and you can match with people. You can use Bumble. You can use Tinder. You could use Match. Match, you have to pay for it and you get a little bit more detailed, I think, with your matches and a little more back and forth. But but really, you can craft what you want to say. You can find people you know that you're, that you're interested in and text back and forth and then maybe talk on the phone and they gain that comfort level. The other thing is, since you already said that you're comfortable with people that you know like at work, I'm telling you, when you are single and you're ready to date, this, I cannot emphasize this enough, you guys. It's just like when you're looking for a job, let everyone know that you're looking to date. Let, you know, you're getting your teeth clean. Tell your dentist, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell the people, you know, whoever, who you work with, you know, these people that you're so comfortable with and think that you're awesome because they might not know someone in that moment, but believe me, they'll come across a single woman and be like, oh, Chris at work, he's awesome. So treat it like a job. Let everyone know that you're dating. Check out the apps and just keep practicing talking, Chris. You got this. Get out there. Do it. Hi, Emily. I'm a veteran, and for a few months now, I've been seeing this very masculine man who's also a veteran. He loves cars, trucks, motorcycles, guns, and has a dangerous job. We are extremely compatible, except in bed. It's passionless missionary with no foreplay every time. We do talk about it and give one another feedback. So he recently told me he has a high heel fetish. Great, I thought. Totally down with that. I'll put on some pumps. We can go to town. One problem. He's the one that wants to wear the heels. I'm turned off by the idea, but I'm open-minded if that's what gets him going. I was willing to try and try hard not to laugh in hopes of better intercourse. This resulted in marginally better missionary sex, but still no foreplay. I want to be with the dominant masculine man that he is, not a feminine man in a dress and pink pumps. Should I keep seeing him? His fetish is my turn off. If you found the man of your dreams, but he was bad in bed or had an undesirable kink, would you stay with him? Thank you, Lo, Massachusetts. Okay, Lo, I got to say here, bottom line, if his fetish, you know what a fetish means? It means that, that whatever his fetish is, so he wants, he wants to be wearing pumps. It's typically a requirement for orgasm. It's a requirement for arousal. So that means that he's going to keep wanting to wear pumps in bed and this is your turn off. So I'd have to say he's not really the man of your dreams because you're sexually mismatched, because you have different desires. You can't turn around this kink and there's nothing wrong with it. I hear about men all the time who are straight and they want to wear women's underwear. It's actually a common fetish. The only thing I can say is that, you know, he seems perfect to you when you thought he was all these things. He loved cars and he was a veteran, you know, trucks, motorcycles, guns. You have all these things in common, but he's not that guy that you think. And when in the bedroom, he takes on, you know, a different persona. And I just don't think this is going to be your jam. I'm going to say, unless you can like somehow make his fetish work for you, 
but it sounds like it's not working. So like all relationships take work. If you want to somehow say, you know what, I'm going to go in with an open mind. If you want to try to channel his turn on into your turn on, and people can do this. You know, if you really think that, you know, he's the one, I'm not sure how long you guys have been, a few months now. So I feel like, you know what, I feel like that this probably isn't your guy. And I hate giving the absolutes and saying, you know, you should just go, but it just sounds like this is not going to work sexually. And we know if you're not having great sex at the beginning, it's going to be a challenge in the long run. There's a lot of guys out there who like cars and trucks and motorcycles, and they're going to want you to wear the heels in the bedroom. Okay. Thanks, Lo. Okay. Next email. Dear Emily, my wife and I have been listening to your podcast for a year and a half now. Listening to you has made my wife more confident in asking for what she wants in the bedroom. We've been together for 19 years. My wife and I have always been extremely adventurous with S&M, usually when I instigate. In the past, she has treated me to sessions with both her and a pro dom as birthday gifts, and we've played with sub-girls in threesomes. My wife has been really into it, and she loves doming a girl, so she loves dominating the, the other woman. Personally, I'm a pretty hardcore masochist, and my wife is extremely skilled at building pain to an enormous crescendo so that even the lightest touch from her brings me to orgasm. Recently, as we push boundaries even further, I've experienced a new phenomenon. She can build the good pain in such a way that I orgasm with absolutely no touching, no physical contact of my penis. It sits in midair, touching nothing. I can feel a buildup and then I orgasm explosively. I've heard that this is known as a pain-gasm, but I'm really intrigued by it. How does it work? How is it triggered? Is it mentally triggered? I'd love to know and understand more about what my brain and body are doing and why. Keep up the fantastic work. Dan, 41, France. Well, Dan, I want to tell you to keep up the fantastic work. I'm blown away by you guys. 19 years together and you guys are like in S&M and doming and you're learning all this stuff about your body. This should be an inspiration for everybody listening because I'm super inspired by you guys. You just want to know about why you can have an orgasm without her touching you, which is amazing. So here's the thing about a pangasm. A pangasm is an orgasm that's achieved exclusively through the pain, through the pain stimuli. So whatever she's using, if she's using like a whip or she's spanking you, And that is associated with masochism and is very common in BDSM practices, but it might be something different. Now, you know, we often like pigeonhole sex into like an act that just involves genitals, right? Like your genitals need to be touched. But like I always say, the brain is our largest sex organ. So what I believe is happening, that this arousal that you're experiencing is mental, you know, that you're actually thinking yourself off. They call it a think off or energy orgasms because you're having some like mental concentration that's going on. Um, and maybe you're like breathing in a certain way and that's why you're experiencing it. It sounds like she's not even touching you. So when this is happening, so I, I believe that you're just doing this think off and that's or an energy orgasm that you guys are so connected and you've learned to kind of circulate this energy of the pleasure and pain through your body and actually think about it and have an amazing orgasm. So that's my, that's what I think your brain and body are doing. So I think, wow, amazing work there. Daniel. I love it. Okay. That's really cool. I'm telling you, you guys, I think of women can do this too. You guys, in fact, Dan, you know, what's really cool is I, I typically hear about this from women. I don't hear about it from men as much. So you're like, you know, you're beyond. It's awesome. I want to think off. Should that be my goal for this year? Thinking off. I can like semi think off, but I get distracted. See, I've got distraction issues as well. Maybe I should just be focused on a mindful think off. That's my goal. You guys. Follow me on my journey. Hi, Emily. My boyfriend and I have been together for almost two years and our sex life has always been amazing. We both know each other's bodies really well. We're pretty good at communicating and we're both more than satisfied when we have sex. 
However, there's something I'm struggling to communicate and I've been wanting to try this for a long time. I have a fantasy of being tied up. I'm thinking wrist to the bedpost or behind my back as he's taking me from behind. I don't care. I just want to be bound. I've casually brought it up before, but it's usually after we've had sex and I nonchalantly say, hey, you know what would be fun sometime? My boyfriend's never given a negative response, but he's never jumped at it either. Instead, he holds my hands down as he has as he has his way with my body, which I find so hot. But I still just want to add something extra to spice things up and satisfy this fantasy of mine. Whenever I do think about being tied up, just as we're about to have sex, I'm just too nervous to act on it. We don't have a whole lot of props in our normal bedroom escapades. I'm not sure the best way to introduce this and remain mindful of my boyfriend's feelings and comfort levels. Any suggestions? Thanks for your help. I love listening to your show and value your advice so much. Emily, 24, California. Hey, M. Do people call you M? People call me M. M, this is awesome. Okay, so I've got just the thing for you. So here's the first thing. Typically, when we have conversations in the bedroom about sex, like, that was great, let's try this, it kind of can fall on deaf ears because he's actually, you know, right after orgasm, we're relaxing, we, we're, you know, we've been stimulated, we're just, it's not the best time to bring up, like, let's try this next time. So, you know, like I always say, it's best to have these kind of talks outside the bedroom, you know, at breakfast or when you're at dinner or taking a walk together. Um, but I feel like your boyfriend is down with it. And there's just one thing missing here, which is totally easy to fix here, Emily, is that he's like, cool. I mean, he holds your arms down. He's like, oh, you want to be bound? I get it. Let me use my hands. He's not going to go out and buy what I'm going to recommend right now. So I think he already is comfortable with it. So like I said, you don't have to worry about that. But I would say when you're outside the bedroom, say, hey, I was listening to Sex with Emily. Blame it on me. I know a lot of you do that and it totally works. And just say, she was talking about bondage. She was talking about these great things. I know I've mentioned it before, but let's go. You live in California. So I don't know exactly where you live, but if you're in the LA area or wherever you are, there's hustler stores everywhere. You can go to Pleasure Chest. You can go to my website and order these together. Sport Sheets is made for you, Emily. Like seriously, they, they make bondage material gear that is so easy to use. They've got Velcro cuffs that, I mean, you don't need a key. You wrap them around your wrists. They have ones for your wrists, for your ankles. They have the under bed restraints. Have I not talked about the under bed restraints in a while? They're awesome. You leave them under your bed at all times. There's cuffs for your hands and cuffs for your legs. And you like tuck them under the mattress. So anytime, like even if you don't have a bedpost, it doesn't matter because you just can like, he can easily lock you in with these. They're Velcro, they're easy to use. And so what you guys could do is you'd be like, I've been talking about it and I've been thinking about it and it just turns me on so much. And I heard about these really cool cuffs that we can buy. And they're really reasonable. So the thing about the underbed restraints, I know that sounds like really intimidating, but they're, it's basically nylon material with Velcro cuffs on either end, or you could just start with handcuffs. And I think if you have them there and you buy them, and then before you have sex, you're just like, let's put these on. Or he can even come home one day and you're like dangling them. You're sitting there on the bed naked with them in your hand. I feel like he's going to be down with it. The other thing is when you go to their website, you can see when you click on the sports sheets banner from our site, you can see they have like blindfolds and handcuffs. They have a beginner bondage kit. So I would just play around with it and like start with, it's actually kind of hot to be blindfolded and then start with the cuffs. And then you guys can see that you can move them all different formations. So I think this is going to be the answer to your prayers, M. And my friend, let me know how it goes with the sports sheets and with the bondage. I love it. Hey, Emily. First off, I'm a big fan of the show. I travel quite a bit and your podcast is the only thing that keeps me alert when I'm driving at night. Thank you. I'm recently divorced. I've been with the same person for 15 years. The divorce has been a long time coming, but now I couldn't be happier about being single for the first time since I was 17. My question is, 
what advice do you have for me for being single for the first time? And how do I travel and date at the same time? Thank you so much, Emily. I appreciate your time. Have a great day. Josh, 32, location on the road. Josh, wow. Okay, so half your life, pretty much, you've been married and been with the same person. And so 32 now, and I would say, gosh, you know, good for you. You are on the road and you get to meet a lot of different people, but I wanna first say, don't put pressure on yourself right now to just start to date someone to find another girlfriend because I know that you're so you to find another wife. Eventually, sure. But right now, the most important thing you could do is kind of figure out who Josh is. Like, who are you not in a relationship? I'm sure that you've changed a lot and you've grown a lot, you know, being in the relationship and now that you're out of a relationship, I mean, you have so much more knowledge also than many people who have never been committed. So you actually have a lot of skills that you need to date. So I wouldn't really trip on the fact that like, you know, you know, you don't know how to date or how to communicate. So I would say, you know, just go out, have fun meeting people without the goal of like, I need to find a girlfriend, I need to find someone steady. And the thing is, is that like dating is a practice. Like it's the kind of thing where it might feel awkward at first because you've only been with your one partner. And the good news is about traveling is that also is that you're going to new cities and you're meeting new people wherever you go and you got the dating apps. You know, I would definitely like every time you go to a new town, there'll be like a new Tinder batch that pops up that populates on your phone. And so I would just say, you know, be safe, have safe sex if you are going to have sex. Josh, I mean, you seem really positive. I I mean, I love that you got out of the relationship. It sounds like it was a long time coming and just... um. Go out and meet people, go on dates. Don't, I would try not, I would, I would really advise against getting into something serious again because I think that might be your proclivity. Just stop practice dating, explore with the apps and practice safe sex and have fun. Enjoy this time. Thank you so much for writing. Josh, good luck with you. Let me know how it goes. You guys, you can always let me know. You guys always email me and say that it helped you so much, which I love, but I'd love to hear like your success stories or maybe things didn't work for you. I'm cool with it. I'm not perfect all the time. Sometimes I might give advice that didn't totally jive with you. Let me know either way. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Fun show, you guys. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for shopping on the site. Thank you for emailing me all your amazing questions and your stories. You guys killed it during Masturbation Month. We were like, send us your masturbation routine. We are still reading through them. They're epic. I kind of want to publish them as like some kind of like novel or something because they're so hot. It's like kind of erotica. I mean, would you guys consent? I would change your names. But really, you guys, I so appreciate that. So we're going to do another contest as well because I like giving you stuff. But you guys, hot. You guys are having some hot sex there. So thanks everyone for listening. Thanks to my amazing team. Thank you to Ken and Lark and Jamie and Michael. And thanks everyone for listening. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. Hey, want to try some lube for free? Of course you do. Well, my friends at Joe want to send you some. You know Joe makes all the best lubes from their great spring flavors to the organic natural love collection. Now's your chance to not only try my favorite formulas, but to help Joe shape the lubes of the future. All you need to do is join their sample review program. Here's how it works. Go now to systemjoe.com sample, answer a few questions, and Joe will send you your first set of samples. After you've had a chance to try them, take a short survey and share your feedback. That's it. To get started, click on the System Joe banner on my site or visit systemjoe.com sample today.